Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome into another edition of the CovCath Coaches Show. I'm Paul Fritchner, sitting next to Coach Eviston of Covenant Catholic. Coach, great to be with you. Uh, thanks for having me. Yeah. Uh, so it's been two weeks since we talked. At first, how was the bye week? How was it getting a little time off? I mean, it was good. You know, obviously, it's one of those things where you're always kind of concerned about a bye week, but uh, I do think it was good for our kids to kind of, you know, get a little bit of a break, um, break away from this, um, you know, and, uh, you know, in our case, you know, I think it's sometimes good for these guys to maybe concentrate on some academics, do some things that, uh, you know, they don't have to be so worried about, you know, Friday night. So, uh, hopefully those guys did that and we were able to rust our bodies a little bit and uh, get geared up for the playoffs. And when you look going ahead here, um, do, do you feel like when we talked about how the schedule set up with the bye week, do you feel like it ended up being okay in the end? Or uh, Yeah, I think it's uh, kind of a wait and see still. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, it kind of depends. Yeah. Um, you know, again, I'm not a huge fan of having that bye week before the playoffs. Um, but at the same time, I think it it might it might turn out good for us, depending on kind of where we were as from a um, kind of from a health standpoint. We kind of went through that grind uh, at the end of the year uh, with our schedule, uh, with our district, with LaSalle in the in the middle of it. So, um, so we'll see. So, first thing I really want to get into here: Michael Mayer, named to All American Bowl. Um, such a huge honor for him. First time in Covenant Catholic history history that we've had somebody um, named to that team. Can you just kind of speak to what that means for him as an individual and overall for this program? I mean, just how impressive that is. You know, it is it's kind of crazy because, you know, I think everybody kind of had this idea that Michael Mayer is a very, very good football player, one of the, you know, once-in-a-generation type player. But, you know, you really sit there and think about it and just how few – young men and you know get that honor uh, across the country you know and how many young men play this sport yeah you know and yep. if you really just step back and think about it, it is uh it is pretty phenomenal so um you know i know he's a you know he, he was a guy that didn't really want that attention um especially as he knows that you know we still have a mission you know we still have some things going on but um you know i think it's uh, very well deserved i think it's uh uh, it was a great honor, and he should, uh, you know, I know he he, he should be proud uh, of that. And, um, you know, he's, like I said, he's just, uh, you know, again, exceptional player, exceptional kid. Yeah, he just, everybody that interacts with him, and, you know, I've getting to know him over the last couple of years, he just exudes that confidence, and he always seems like, as you said, he's just such a good player, but he's an even better guy. Yes, he is. Yeah. You know, he is. He's a, you know. He's very humble, you know. He's humble when you know he's got all these things going on, and um, he's got a lot, you know, having his, uh, you know, having that status of you know all American, and you know this whole idea of uh, being a Division One football player, you know, that's you know it's a little different than your average high school football player about what's going on, and um, you know he's he's handled it the last uh, really two years. He's been going through some things. He's handled it really really well. Uh, and and going in here now with Michael one last thing before we kind of move on um to Connor uh, when you look at Michael and and you know committing to Notre Dame his junior year and then he's still got to come play his senior year and he's put up incredible numbers what does that speak to his focus and his determination to say hey look we lost in a state championship last year yeah I know I got things I'm going to do come next year but I have things I want to do here at Cubcat before I leave too. Well, I think it's a sign that he's just a true competitor. 
you know, I, and, I, and I talk about uh, that to, um, you know, a lot of people that, you know, if you're a true competitor, if you're a, if you're a guy that just um, wants to be the best version of yourself, it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter your opponent on the schedule. It doesn't matter what you're doing that day. Um, your opportunity, right? Um, you know, like I think Mike Singletary said, uh, what's the best thing about football? is opportunity to play. Yeah. You know, um, you know, just the opportunity to get out there and, and, and perform, you know. I think you know that's how he's approached things, and uh, I think to me that's a sign of it's just a true competitor. It doesn't doesn't matter um, you know what's going on, but this is his opportunity that he has right now. Um, yes, I'm sure he's excited about what the future holds and and what <clears throat> he could possibly do down the road. But as of right now, this is what he what he has, and um, you know he's taking uh, full advantage of it. Yeah. So now we move on to Connor. It was a couple weeks ago now, but looking back at that Connor game, you put up almost 500 yards of offense just in the first half alone. And you really turned the game on its head um, going into halftime. Uh, it, Connor had a chance, you know, as, as I was saying on the broadcast, Connor had a chance where going into half, they were going to receive the second half kickoff. And, you know, if they score three or so minutes before a halftime. You get a stop there and another score and make it you know, within a one-score game. Then you get the second half kickoff you're talking about a whole different atmosphere than what you all did where you create a turnover and all of a sudden it's a running clock before halftime um what did you feel like kind of flipped the switch or did you feel like it was just executing the game plan and it all sort of happened right there in that you know two or three minute segment well I think uh, you know kind of in that first half I think as we were going I think we were executing the game plan really well I think our kids were very focused um they were playing well they were executing well um you know, I think defensively we were doing a good job. I think, you know, they had that nice drive where, you know, they were doing some things that, you know, you know that, you know, you got to give them credit, you know, give their coaches credit and, um, you know, some of their players credit for, you know, understanding what we were doing and, uh, you know, kind of kind of uh, attacking our our weakness uh, on that and they were able to score. But, you know, there towards that uh, – uh, the end of that first half, I think, you know, again, sometimes in this game you just got to hand – you got to have some luck. Um, and I just think some th things happen, but uh, I do want to give our kids credit. I think, uh, you know, I think they kind of, I don't know if you want to say, you know, smell blood in the water type yeah. thing. They just uh, they're like, hey, let's uh, let's do as much as we can. Let's finish out this this half uh, on a strong note. And obviously, you get turnovers, um, and that was big. You get the big turnover there on the fumble. Our guys get it. We get a short field, um, and then our offensively, we're scoring in a play. You know, those are big. You know, those are those. those when I mean, you can score that quickly, you know, things can start to happen. And then, you know, you got to think your opponent, you know, what, you know, where's their mindset from that standpoint. So, um, it was a big end of the first half for us. And, uh, again, it, you're, you're very, very much correct. Like, it could have been a different type of game um, going into the second half, but that didn't happen. Um, but, obviously, we're glad it did. And that game was for the number one seed in the district. There was, there was a lot riding on that. You're playing on grass for what that's worth. For the, That was – something people were talking about I played on grass for the first time and it was cold night it was a bit of a different atmosphere than you'd faced yet to the season and you come out you put up all those points running clock before halftime almost 500 yards offense you get the number one seed in the district did you feel like it was important for your guys to have a game like that going into the first round of the playoffs to end the season on a strong note I think you're always want to end on a strong yeah note. and I think um, you know I think the thing I was pleased at the most is um, you know, just the way our kids kind of were focused in. I mean, um, they were, they were, I mean, they were, you could, t you can tell, you know, usually as a coach, you can tell where your team's at and 
Um, you know, they were focused in and they were, uh, you know, they were ready to execute and they wanted to execute. They wanted to put on a, a performance and, um, you know, they had the opportunity to do that. And um, like I said, they executed well. So you finish your third straight undefeated regular season. What kind of a statement do you think that makes for the program from where you had it when you started to where it is now? Three straight undefeated regular seasons, you know, a state championship two years ago, runner up last year, state championship hopes again this year. What kind of a statement do you think that makes around the region, around the state, too? You know, I'm not really sure. I just, you know, it's one of those things where, I'm, you know, I'm not big on statements yeah. or things like that. But, um, you know, it's yeah, it's one of those things that our kids have always taken it and, and we preach it, you know, one game at a time, one week at a time. And um, I think the, these kids buying into that, um, buying into the fact that it does not matter, you know, what's on the, the opponent's jersey. You know, and, um, you know, I think that sometimes in sports, no matter what game you're playing, sometimes that has a huge impact. Oh, we're playing that team. Oh, we're, you know, um, they, that team and they got this guy and they got that guy. You know, and once you start thinking about that, you know, you're starting to bring yourself down, um, I think, from a from a, a level of play. And I think uh, we've kind of, kind of taught, you know, hopefully t- taught our guys, trained our guys that it shouldn't matter. Right? Yep. It shouldn't matter. You, you got to go about your business. You got you to rely back on your training um, to make sure that you can get things done and you can execute. So, um, you know, this idea, you know, it's, it's, obviously it's an incredible feat. You know, it's something we're very proud of. Um, um, I'm, again, I don't know if it makes a statement. I just, I'm just extremely proud of, proud of how our guys have, uh, have gone about their business, you know, taking one week at a time. You know, the guys even who have graduated, um, you know, before this year that, you know, we're able to get that done. Yeah. You know, those guys did the same thing. Um, and so, you know, it is good for our program. Um, you know, we feel like um, our program has taken steps forward to where, you know, um, it's one of those things where <laughs> if people want to make predictions and people want to, you know, you know, they got to maybe think twice about it when, uh, you know, when the team's playing us. Yeah. It, the competitor in you, looking last week, LaSalle and Elder – LaSalle wins that game. Elder had a chance at the end, but LaSalle wins that game, and LaSalle wins the GCL South, and you're sitting here going, hey, you know, we handed them a loss this year. What is the competitor, and you go, all right. You know, what are you look, or are you even looking at that at all? Uh, you know, to me, I'm really not looking at it, and I think there's so many variables that go into that. Yeah. You know, there's so yeah. many different things, and, um, you know, I know, like, I know people like to talk about it, and that's one thing we mentioned to our kid. You know, people are going to talk and, and whatever, but um, there's so many different variables that, that play into – what's what and, and, and what's that, you know. The thing we tell them is like, look, you know, we have some control over our schedule. Um, there's some things we can't control. Um, there's some things that we got to work, you know. Some you know, some teams won't play us no matter what. <clears throat> you know, sometimes we got to find games, do whatever. But either way, our schedule's our schedule. Yeah. That is, that is what it is, <laughs> right? Um, they, they, our kids can't control that. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, that's the kind of message. You can't control that. So that's your opponent, whoever that opponent is. All right, and again, let's take it one week at a time, and let's uh, try to take care of business each week. And um, and so, yeah, I don't, I don't really look, and I think there's way too many variables um, that kind of play into, you know, some of the things that are, you know, people are interested in. Oh yeah, people like to oh, talk yeah. about, which is which makes the sport great, right? Yeah, which makes um, all sports great. That you know, people like to talk about that stuff, but and I don't think it's something that we kind of uh, look into. Yeah. Um, and then when you sit down with your guys back in July, August, over the summer, and you're saying, here's the goals for the season. You know, we want to play for a state championship, all that. But 
the regular season, did you feel like you accomplished all your goals through ten games? Well, you know, the idea here is obviously you want to, you know, you want to go one and zero each week. Yeah. You know, and I know that's a little cliche, but that's the idea. You want to go one and zero each week, and um, you know, you want to get things done. And you know, kind of when we we do set goals, you know, we um, we have a big uh, student or a player coach retreat, and um, you know, we we do some goal setting, we do things like that, and there's the things we talk about, you know, winning. Win a game each week, um, win in our district, um, all, th- all things like that. So, um, as I look back, yeah, I mean, I think we, we've checked a lot of those. If you're going to you know, check them off, I think we've, we've checked off uh, a lot of those things. Um, but with that being said, you know, I think there's, there's a lot that we can still do as a, as a football team. You know, in 2019, as a football team, the team we have right now, there, there's a lot we can do that, um, you know, I'm excited about that we can continue to improve. Um, we can continue to, um, you know, we always say we're going to try to, um, you know, pursue perfection and hopefully catch excellence, you know. <laughs> um, and, and Just make a T-shirt out of that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> if you haven't already. <laughs> but and the idea is that, uh, you know, I, that we have some room to improve. And, you know, I just want uh, – I, uh, I always want these guys to, like, see how far they can go. You know I mean? How far they can go. And I don't say that as how far they can go from a schedule playoff standpoint – but how far they can go in um, maximizing their potential as a player and as a team. So, um, so with that being said, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of I'm glad our season's still going because yeah. you know there's still some some room there. All right. Well, I want to take a second to thank our corporate sponsors: Saint Elizabeth Healthcare, Global Business Solutions, Orthocincy, Barley Corns, U.S. Bank, Rumpke Waste and Recycling, DBL Law and Thomas Moore University. So we've spent the last uh, couple of shows, we've spent this middle part of the show kind of highlighting some of the individual guys. And today I wanted to talk about both the offensive and the defensive line and specifically some of the guys that had, had been um, impactful and that really setting the tone for the games. We'll start um, on offense and just kind of take us through individually the guys that you feel like have really stepped up this year and you know, given Caleb time to throw, given the running the the running back core, the holes they've needed to really gain some you know, some decent chunk plays as the season's gone on. Um, yeah, I mean, first if you're going to talk about O line, I think you start with uh, Lucas Jones. Um, you know, he's a guy that's a, a three year starter, um, a guy that you know coming into this program we just had high expectations for, and, um, and and a lot of this stuff has really come into fruition in his senior year. You know, he battled injury as a sophomore or uh, as a junior. I'm sorry, and uh, you know now he's coming to his senior year and. He just uh, he just uh, committed to Cornell, an Ivy League school, which you know I, I'm so proud of that. You know I'm so proud of him and and what he's been able to accomplish in his high school career, both on and off the field. Um, but I think it starts with him, and you know obviously he's just a guy we completely depend on. And really going into the season, you know there there was a lot of question marks, and it's kind of uh, it's kind of neat to see the rest of these guys come along. You know Zach Allen kind of got thrown into the offensive line last year due to injury, um, and he's. Uh, and he's just been a solid player for us. He was a solid player for us last year when he got thrown in. And, you know, we weren't exactly sure because he's so undersized. You know, he does not look like your typical offensive lineman. But he does a great job and he's able to get it done. And, um, you know, you got uh, Jack Pittstick who uh, started as our center. Um, well, you know, with Trey Ski who was injured the first game. Pittstick filled in and now Trey Ski's back. And, you know, 
you know, skis back at that position. But, um, you know, pit stick's right there. And it was great about, you know, pit stick, he can play guard too. He can give the, he can give these guys. And, you know, that's one thing we tell him, you know, we got to go into our season. We got to go into each game with about six or seven guys. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to be, you, you need to rely on six or seven guys to play, play up front. So, you know, pit stick and ski do a great job. Um, and then Carter Martin, you know, and, and Zach Allen, Carter Martin, these guys are played both ways. You know, they're playing defensive line for us as well. They're just like our warriors, you know. Yeah. Carter Martin is, uh, you know, he comes in our, at our right guard, and he's done a phenomenal job as well. And then uh, Ben Dickhouse, who's, uh, you know, our, our right tackle, which, you know, again, he's just – he's one of those kids where he's – his growth through the offseason has really allowed him to perform um, – to perform like he has this season. And I, and I, and I think that's a really good – you know, point for like some of our underclassmen to see like his the work in his all season. Plus, just his growth. You know, I mean, he, uh, you know, just him growing up, um, developing into his body a little bit more, and he, um, you know, he was he's now he's able to perform at a high level at, on a on a varsity field, and um, you know, he's done a good job. And it's kind of crazy to think about. And a lot of these guys are new newcomers yeah. this season. Yeah. Um, but as a as a group, they've done a great job. Yeah, and then on the defensive line, you know, thirty six and a half sacks this year as a team. Um, you know, what do you think of, of those guys individually, and, and how they've been able to apply pressure uh, to opposing quarterbacks, to running corps for those? I mean, it's just it's like one line feeds off each other almost. It is, and uh, again, again, some of those guys play both ways, so they're doing it on both sides of the ball. The Carter Martin, Zach Allen's of the world, and. Um, again, you know, they're all undersized. Everybody's kind of undersized on our defensive line and some, somewhat on our offensive line. And um, so, what, but, so what's that say to their skill if they're undersized and how well they've all played this yeah, year? Yeah, I think, it, you know, one, I think they're very coachable. You know, okay. they're coachable and they're, and they're doing um, what they're coached to do. Um, I think they have uh, great speed. Um, but I think the most important part of it is their tenacity and toughness and their willingness to not have to be the guy. And, and when I say that, there's especially on our in our defense, like you know, they understand that they are they might not be the ones that make the tackle, um, but they got to do their job in order for people to make the tackle. And um, you know, you need to be very disciplined um, and, and and very much um, uh, you know understanding the scheme um, in order to do that. And uh, those guys have done a good job this year of of doing that, which has allowed our defense, which has been playing off the charts all, all season long. And so now you you turn your attention toward the playoffs. It's a five week, almost it's almost like another season, uh, you know, a half a season again now here in the playoffs. And you've earned the number one RPI ranking for the year, and that means the road to Lexington runs here through Park Hills. And do you feel like that was an important when when the RPI came out and you realized, hey, we can get four home games here? this year i mean how is that for you as a coach to say instead of traveling hours and hours away as the best team in the state we're going to have four games that we can get in front of our home fans here um yeah obviously i understand that you know i mean i know that but it's something that we kind of put in the put in the back of our heads um to be quite honest because that's you know that's one thing that how we've approached things is there is no second week we don't have a second week that second week does not exist um now we can create it to exist, right? We can do what we have to do in order for that second week to be here. Um, but, you know, as of right now, we only have one week of the playoffs. Yeah. And, you know, that's kind of been our approach. And obviously as a coach and, you know, understanding what's going on in the back of my head, yeah, I understand that 
but it's something that we, you know, I can't really, you know, really concentrate on. I can't really, really think about. Yeah. Um, because, you know, if I'm sitting here thinking about that, then, you know, what, why am I not thinking about exactly what we have to do on Friday? So, um, we're kind of taking that approach, um, you know, and obviously it's, it's probably something that, you know, our athletic director and our, you know, uh, you know, Coach B thinks, well, you know, now we don't have to pay for buses or anything like that <laughs> if we, if we got to travel and, and things of yeah. that nature, right? Yeah. You know, worrying about the travel and uh, uh, things like that if, if it comes down the road. But, um, you know, for us, we're we're, we're focused on uh, on Cooper on Friday. Yeah, and so, Cooper, you've already seen him once this year. Beat him 45-6 to six right here at home back on September 27th. Um, anything you're telling the guys to be prepared for differently from – this game as opposed to maybe when you saw them last? Well, you know, one thing we know is that they're going to be well-coached. You know, they're, they're going to be a well-coached team. Um, you know, they have some very good football players um, on their team. So, um, I think we've got to be ready for anything. You know, I think that's one of those things that you come to the playoffs, you play a, you play another team uh, twice in the same season. Um, in football, that's really, you know, it's really different than maybe other sports, you know. Um, so, you know, we got to be ready for anything. Um, and so, you know, that's the – that's kind of the message we've been talking to our kids about just making sure that, you know, we're focused in and um, eyes are open, you know, we're, we're understanding what's going on. Um, we got to communicate, you know, throughout the game, got to communicate throughout practice all week um, and, uh, you know, play well together and have everybody kind of be on the same page as much as possible and play fast. Right? Yeah. You know, and that's the name of the game. So, um, you know, that's kind of what we've been uh, – what we've been gearing up for. You've talked at length on these shows about how impressive your team's mentality is going into every game and how locked in they are. But, you know, looking at a scoreline like 45 to 6 from just a month and a half ago, they seem fairly locked in and to say like, hey, it was lopsided the first time, but to play next week, we got to win this week. You know, it's, it's one of those things like, you know, we'll find out on Friday. And it's um, – I, I usually get that – I really get to find out more on Friday than I do maybe throughout the week. Um, sometimes our weeks are up and down, and sometimes you know, um, you know, we sometimes we do don't have the greatest of practices. Um, but at the same time, uh, yeah, I mean, we, you know, that's the idea. You, you know, we got to be locked in. You know, we um, this is the only opportunity we have, and you know, that's yeah. the thing. And um, for seniors, you know, it's it's from here on out. You know, every Friday night, you know, this Friday night, you know. It's a, there's a finality to it, you know. Now they got to, they got to figure it out, or you know they got to be locked in, or you know this is it for them. So, um, you know that, that's the beauty of playoffs, right? That's, yeah. that's the beauty of a, of a tournament. So, um, and, and it's one thing I told them is, this is this is the time of the year where we really get to see what type of team we are. Um, yep. You know what kind of what kind of character we have, all these different things. Um, and so I'm excited about that. I'm excited about to see to see the uh, our team, this 2019 team, uh, uh, take on this challenge. And last time you guys played, you held Cooper to 94 total yards. Are you looking at the same kind of outlook on the defensive side of the ball? Well, yeah. I mean, I think that's, that's, I mean, I think that's always the approach. You know, you, you know obviously um, – you know, from a defensive stand, I mean, defense, you don't want to let them score. You, know? yeah. you don't want to go up and down the field. I mean, yeah, that would help. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, you know, fortunately, we've been able to do that sometimes. And our guys, our guys are um, are really geared in on every possession. Yeah. You know, and I think that's that's the key. And so, um, you know, obviously, that, that's a, that was a great defensive game. Yeah. You know, week six. Um, of course, we'd love to be able to 
you know, duplicate that. Um, but that's going to be a big challenge. Um, yeah. But, you know, the biggest thing is we need to – again, we got we to gotta slow them down. You know, we can't allow big plays. Um, they have big play potential. Um, they have they have a lot of things that uh, they do. And so um, we got to be ready for that. Yeah, the offense kind of runs through Jeremiah Lee, and you were really – able to contain him well in that first game when you're going back and looking at that game film and how well you played against him are you saying to your guys like hey this is this is what we're going to need to do like just continue to do the things you did before or are you expecting them to really change things up but what are you kind of looking at with him well you know it's I don't you know I guess the expectations I don't know what we expect I just know that we've um you know we've been uh practicing and we've been planning um to all kinds of different things yeah you know um I do know that he is just a phenomenal football player. He's just a really good football player. And I think, uh, you know, his uh, his experience, even though he's only a junior, his experience playing quarterback last year and now, now playing more of a uh, skilled position offensively, you know, he can play anywhere. Yep. You know, he can play anywhere on Friday. He does a great job defensively as well. Um, he is just a – he's a really good football player. And you complement him with a couple of their other uh, good football – high school football players. And, like I said, they, they're a dangerous team. So, um you know, at this point of the year, you know, that's why it's the playoffs. That's why, you know, that's why we play the game. And uh, we just need to be completely focused in on on uh, what we're supposed to do. Uh, and like I said, communicate and understand, uh, you know, understand, uh, you know, what they're trying to do and uh, play fast. Yeah. And, and to finish this up here today, who is someone from your team? Who's someone from the Colonels that you feel like maybe flew under the radar in the regular season, but – I know you said it's it's one game at a time, one week at a time, but looking at the playoffs, who's someone that maybe flew under the radar in the regular season that you're looking for a big postseason from? Um, you know, there's a there's, there's a couple guys, and I think the, you know I think sometimes offensively we um, we share the ball so much. You know, we got you know even even you know, take Michael Mayer for instance. You know, you know stats wise, it's not like he's completely destroying. I mean, he's doing a you know. He, a, Obviously, he has very good numbers, but um, it's one of those things where, you know, you know, probably some people are like, why isn't he getting the ball almost every play? And, you know, I don't think that's feasible. I don't think that would be good for our overall as a, as a program, as, a, as an offensive unit. So, we do spread the ball around uh, a, a pretty decent amount. And I think, uh, you know, we talk about uh, Daniel Felix being a warrior and then Michael Boyston kind of having kind of a little bit of a breakout year. But um, I think Owen Nally, you know, Owen Nally is a guy that, um, has come in and and you know has shared the carries um, and things like that. I, I think kind of goes under the radar a little bit, and um, he does a good job. I mean he he's um, he's he's a very good very good runner. You know, what I mean he really sees the field well, um, and so you know you know we I continue to expect him expect him to do his thing, continue to do what he's been doing, um, and uh, you know. And hopefully, you know, starting this Friday, you know, just uh, just do his job. Um, and then uh, defensively, um, you know, I think like guys like Noah Powers um, are guys that you know continue just to do their job. Um, makes everyone else around, you know, makes our whole defense better. And I think guys like that kind of do fly under the radar a little bit. Yeah. Well, Coach, um, best of luck in the playoffs. Thank you very much for coming on today. Yeah, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Uh, I'll have the game. Drew and I will have it tomorrow. Kickoff is set for 7 p.m. right here at home. You can tune into it. We'll have the broadcast for you. We'll go live a little bit before 7 o'clock just to preview the game. Um, 
talk about things and give you a rundown of what you can expect. But, Coach, thanks again. That was the third edition of the Covenant Catholic Coaches Show, and we will see you next time here on the Colonel Athletic Network.